Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning, loves. Just sigh with me for a second. I think sighing feels so good. I just do. Feels so, so good. Welcome in to our daily spiritual practice. If you are still with me, if you are returning daily or, you know, a few times a week, I don't expect um, perfection with listening to podcasts um, because it's unnecessary to be perfect. Um, But yeah, if you are returning with me, then hi, it's so good to have you here in my home again at my table, having a little tarot practice with me. Um, I got to tell you, I sat in the sun yesterday and sometimes I get really lost in my thoughts and I'm often thinking about how to serve others or just what I want to offer to the world. And ideas around having a tarot club kind of felt fun. Do you remember having clubs if you were like in school or even if you were homeschooled, you know, clubs in town of like, I remember going to archery club and it was so fun um, in high school because you just kind of showed up and had some fun and there was someone there who could mentor you if you wanted it, who would kind of walk by and, and ask how things are going and you know, offer suggestions. And it was just so fun. And you got to compete with others and share with others. And I just had this idea of like, a return to like the 80s, and early 90s, where clubs were a thing. Um, And you just gathered. And I'm thinking about moving to Nova Scotia and the idea of like having a space where it could be a real club in person. Um, although it could be done over Zoom too. Just thoughts. I don't know if it will come to pass, but I was just considering all these ideas. I was also thinking about a girl's road trip through um, through Cape Breton um, and kind of like kind of a retreat, but set up like a road trip with like three or four other girls and ocean views and the Cabot Trail and tarot in the car and all these ideas about getting back to some roots, some fun, um, some kinship, some community. I love sitting in the sun and just dreaming, you know, who knows if that will happen. But if you're like, heck, yeah, I want to do that. Let me know. Um, Like the fall there is beautiful but it could be a summer thing too. So, um, yeah, let me know. I'm even at the point where I'm like, yeah, you just come out. We all communally pay for it and we just enjoy. So that is kind of where I was at yesterday. Now I pulled some cards yesterday and as I've been doing, um, so that I can kind of sit with the energy longer before I arrive to the podcast and meditate on it and let it sink in as 
as a a deeper, slower, more spacious practice of tarot. So our self-abandonment card ended up being the world, which is the 21 card. And then our um, self-returning card ended up being the sun. So some major energy, these are part of the major arcana. And it's just like, it's so beautiful. And when you add up the numbers, 21 and 19, it makes 40, which comes down to four. And I think there's something cool there because it's kind of like the four parts of the compass, the four directions, um, all of that kind of thing. And I just, I just love that there's something there for as often in tarot about, um, stability and kind of like having this really safe place for the different parts of us to come to rest or kind of get what they need to thrive. The fours really show us that. And I love that there's like a stability here, an idea of this energy wanting to really create a space where you can return to you and your partner, or you are the person you're seeing or the people you're seeing can return to and kind of get what you need in that safe little zone. Um, because the four of wands is about what the spirit needs to find safety. And it's all about coming together as a community. It's about belonging the, the four of, of wands. And when we move to the cups and it's the four of cups, it's about contemplation. It's about, um, reflection so that our emotions have time to really soften and ease down so we can see what's actually going on with our emotions. The four of, um, the four of swords is often about laying to rest old thoughts and beliefs. And it's about meditation and silence and stillness to clear our mind and heal our mind. And then the four pentacles is about retreating actually out of community, out of these really busy spaces and sitting in our bodies and really grounding our body. And so the four, the fact that the numerology of these two cards together really point to four is telling me that if you have been longing for some stability in yourself, in your love life, that this message today supports that. And it's going to be really important. So the world card as self-abandonment. Now the world card in the Rider Waite Smith deck is, which is our, um, you know, a a deck that a lot of people come back to, to really signify and show um, kind of the true universal meanings of the tarot is um, a person in the middle. And funnily enough, the leg, one leg is bent behind the other. It looks like a four. It looks like a four. And there is a snake around her that's eating its own tail. And I say her, 
because one of my cards has that. But in the Rider Waite deck, a lot of people believe that the person in the world card is a hermaphrodite and that it it's this transcendence of gender. In the Sun card in the Rider Waite Smith deck, there is a child. And again, it kind of looks like a girl because it's like blonde with longer hair, but we don't know. We actually can't tell its gender. It's on a horse. Both of them have this sash that's running through them or beside them. And both have circle imagery. So the sun, this um, cyclical nature of things. And I think what the world in self-abandonment tells us is, you know, when the snake is eating its tail, it's about digesting who you are, who you have been. It's about digesting your old skin, right? The snake. And it's about integration. We, we actually integrate those parts of us, our past, our old patterns, our old motivations, our current motivations. We're just taking everything and we're integrating it into who we are. They all make up who we are. And so when the world is telling me that you're self-abandoning, it's telling me you're not integrating. You're not sitting with this stuff. You're too afraid to go back and digest what happened. And I think sometimes we need time and space for that. I often find I'm processing things that happened one, two, or three years ago, and sometimes further if it was a huge event. And if you're just starting out, you might feel like you're processing things all the way back to childhood and birth. Um, and we can actually keep doing that throughout our life. Um, but I find when you first start into this, it's like spiritual consciousness of yourself, um, there's like a big awakening of, of everything that's gone on in your life. Um, and then we just kind of keep returning to these points and then keep returning to, um, to events that happened to us in the last few years, especially that maybe we just weren't prepared to integrate. And this could be a sign that they're ready to come up if we're willing. And when we I have so many thoughts and I do feel these cards are so together. Now the sun is really about being in your innocence again. It's about bliss and, and allowing that openness to life to happen. And when we resist um, the the cyclical nature required to integrate, when we resist eating our own tail and digesting parts of us that have already gone by, we um, forbade and resist a new welcoming and a new wave of joy and innocence that, that can become available to us again, because we feel less weight on us, you know, to have to carry the huge back of the snake around, to have to carry the weight of the past around without digesting it is to be in the dark. It is to be weighed down. And when we can digest that, we become weightless, we become lighter. And in that, we become open again. And we become buoyant again. And when we're buoyant, we're joyful. 
we're innocent again. When we do pause to let all of these things that we've been, all these things you've, you've done, all these things you felt digest and nourish you with, with the nutrients. Think of the food we eat it when we can digest and nourish ourselves when you can do it and you're, you're pulling the nutrients of those past experiences. That's when you find you're no longer, um, just keeping ourselves low, um, keeping ourselves in hiding, right? And hiding from the past, but we become open and you become willing under the sunlight of, of your spirit. Um, and this is what it is when we resist the world, it goes dark. And when we integrate and pull the nutrients and pull the acceptance and really let our past, the things we've done, um, feed us and nourish us, then we become, we, we become, we become the sunlight. We become that person who's energetic in the sun, right? We have energy again. So then, you know, we can begin moving again with both grace and, and wildness and sure footedness. This isn't about, um, being really uncontained and wild and repeating these past patterns. It's about having that and still being sure footed here. Um, and in that, you know, we have room to play. We have room to laugh. We have room to roam again um, and not live in the fear of repeating the patterns that we have not accepted within ourselves. Our experiences are meant to become a part of our psyche. Um, it's meant to feed us, teach us, and grow us into maturity. So then we can once again feel safe enough to act purely out of our innocence. When our psyche is mature, our spirit gets to be innocent gets to be youthful again, because we have a psyche that can protect it and do what needs to be done for it. In relationships, in the experience, you know, that you're sharing with another um, or others in your past or in the present, this is a really a call to integrate and sit together to very quietly and slowly as if you're feeding each other and feeding yourself over and over. This is about sitting down to those meals where you are digesting what occurred in the past and really not shoving anything down the throat, but just offering morsels to each other of what happened, of our experiences together. And slowly over time, I mean, me and my partner will return again and, to, and again when it's natural to rediscussing a past event. And every time we get a little more understanding of each other and we find a little more release and let go, 
there are things that happened when we first met that we just ended up having another conversation about the other day. And we have done that every few months and it happens naturally, but we're always both willing to share when something new has been digested by us and we see something more. And then that allows the other person to go, oh, and now they're digesting something new. And that slowness of being allowed to go over things again and again without forcing it down our throats, but sitting with it, allowing it to happen naturally. And so this is a chance to really stop repeating in your love life, whether you're um, in a solo ship with yourself right now, you're dating or in some sort of commitment. This is a chance to stop repeating the dark resistance to our patterns that actually forces us to play things out again with each other or with the next person. And instead of that, really gain the spiritual and psyche freedom to use that nourishment to, to feed another cycle of, you know, relational joy and connection and play. I mean, it's difficult to play under the sun together if we have not given ourselves time to really mend and feed like the salted earth below our feet that's in our past deeds that that harmed ourselves or others and and we're trying to build a foundation on this scorched earth and we really have to give that time um to we need to feed it we need to nourish it again so it can grow and we can kind of play under the sun on that lawn again right so today is really a call to kind of eat your tail Um, begin the process of digesting more fully. You know, what have you done? What have you said in the past? What was done and said to you? Um, Taste it. Taste it until it becomes clear what exactly um, you're tasting about your own actions and your own patterns. Um, In order, I think the sun is a call out to clear the fear so you can be in the joy. And so, It feels like a paradox, but I think sometimes the sun is a call to actually look at where you're standing in the dark so you can come back into the sun. Um, And so today might be just about looking at what has motivated you in the past, past patterns. You can do this with a partner. And I always like to think like, when I go over those things, what fear, usually it's fear what fear motivated, you know, the patterns that I didn't want to get caught in, but did, or what fear motivated us together um, as a partnership or, you know, as a relationship, if it's more than a few people, two people, um, what motivated, what fears did we have together? What fears did we have apart? Um, And it's like, was there a fear of causing harm or conflict? And that really perpetuated a pattern for you? Was it fear of being controlled or fear of being betrayed? Uh, Fear of being stuck, stuck in pain or, or stuck in a, in a boring life. I know I get that one. Uh, Fear of you know, lacking the support you need or, or lacking the safety you need? Were you in fear of that? 
and that caused you to play out another pattern of, you know, pushing people away or seeking out the wrong people? Was it fear of lacking resources? I mean, lack mentality around resources and wealth and things like that is, is huge. I, I see it all the time. I, I see it in myself all the time. Is it fear of being insignificant or oh, just being seen as, as fake or inauthentic? People not seeing the real you. And so we can force ourselves onto others. Fear of not being valuable or fulfilling our potential. This is a big one for me. Often I want to be needed so that I'm seen as valuable. I gain people's approval. And that can be a seed for, uh, that can be the scorched earth of a lot of my patterns. Is it fear of rejection or abandonment? And so we hold on too tight or we push away so that we become the people who reject and abandon out of safety? Or is it just fear of being seen as, as a bad person? You know, it's the cancel culture in this world is, is one example, but you know, we don't want people to think less of us or that we aren't doing the right thing. And so today I just want you to eat your tail and enjoy, see what little space you can gain to be lighter, to be standing in your light instead of your dark. And I think that starts with accepting we're in the dark, accepting that we haven't been integrating, accepting the things we are integrating, and even talking it out with someone you trust uh, so that that weight is lifted. Okay. Talk to your partner today. Start the process. This is slow. The world card is slow. Imagine how long it would take the, the world to move around the sun. Is that a year? I think that's a year. Could you give yourself a whole year to integrate things that are happening in your relationship? Or do we, are we, are we unexpectedly expecting and creating an expectation that things will be solved tomorrow or next week? When the deep work of healing the thing that creates a pattern in your partner or yourself could take a year or two or more in the healing and in the integration. How do we do that? I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I'm going to stop it there because I don't have all those answers. It's a very personal question. It really is going to look so different for each person. But I do hope that this has offered you something big the way it offered me something big. Um, about, you know, letting, digesting our, our lives so that we can stay in an innocence and be protected by our maturity. Um, you know, let's have a good time is what it's saying. And if you've been struggling to have a good time, then it's time to start releasing some of the old stuff that we haven't been looking at. Ooh, isn't that a big message today? easier said than done. This is Major Arcana Cards. And if you aren't familiar with tarot, 
um, those are cards that transcend the day to day. So the message today, let's say it's for the next six months. It's for the next nine months. Okay. So do not think that today's energy is to be solved today, <laughs> especially with the world card. It's telling us man integration takes time. Okay. Give yourself that year around the sun, right? The world and the sun. It takes a year for the world to move around the sun. Okay. So give yourself what, what can you give yourself a year? How, how light, I know I'm still talking, but this, I'm hearing this intuitively now and I have to get it out because I feel like it's for me. And I I feel like it's for some people listening is hmm, how freeing and light would you feel if the thing you were unconsciously putting a time limit on and you checked that time limit and you checked that expectation that something was going to be better or solved or softened in the next couple weeks. What if you gave that thing a year? What if you gave yourself a whole year to create the thing you're creating for your business? What if you gave yourself a year for your relationship to slowly um, become deeper? What if you gave yourself a year to not worry about dating and just be with yourself? What if you gave yourself a year to save for that thing that you're saving for or do that thing that you're working yourself up to do that feels scary? What if you gave yourself a whole year to heal the thing that just happened a year ago? Yeah. Okay. I'm done hearing what's there. Thanks for sticking with me. It felt big today. And I'm going to leave it at that. I hope to see you tomorrow. I care about you. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me. And be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.